Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Now to the Holy Spirit, Let Us Pray. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We have Zachary Brockoff and Lars Olson here with us. But more importantly, we are welcoming you to Pentecost. Uh, This week we are talking about a great hymn, but maybe a little unknown hymn. Uh, Now to the Holy Spirit, let us pray. Or as it's in other hymnals, to God the Holy Spirit, let us pray, uh, which is how I learned it. Um, but yes, it is a wonderful hymn. And uh, Zachary, could you tell us a little bit about this, um, especially what do we know about the author or authors? Sure, yeah. There's two listed here. Um, the first is um, anonymous. And, um, nice. Uh, we don't. We actually don't know who wrote it, but um, that guy Mart- writes a lot of hymns. Martin, well, yeah, and Martin Luther um, finally uh, picked this up and said, "Well, this is good enough for me. I'll add some stanzas." Um, but it's actually kind of remarkable. Um, I think just the the unity between the all four, and um, and it's sort of obvious why he picks this up and says, "I really like it." Um, so the the first stanza we think maybe dates all the way back to the 13th century, and we find the text that text and that tune together, um, and then yeah, it's around 300 years later. Luther adds um, stanzas two through four and publishes his version of the hymn in 1524. Um, Luther, in particular, suggested that it be sung prior to the uh, gospel reading, reading the gospel, and so um, at times. Um, I've used it in that way around the gospel reading, even in procession on Pentecost. Um, but it works well, um, as I think, especially as a hymn of the day around the sermon um, as well, if if you have to choose. So that's a little bit about the history, but Luther liked it enough to say, I'll add some more. And um, it really didn't alter that that first stanza a whole lot. Um, you're right to say, of course, that the, the other hymnals... Um, have the better translation to God the Holy Spirit, let us pray, and ELW tries to get away from this, um, which is just really odd um, because there's there's little reason to do that. Um, we invent enough pictures of what the Spirit is supposed to be, um, whether uh, flames or doves um, exclusively, or you know Casper the friendly ghost. Um, we come up with all kinds of things, and then we you know sort of thing the Holy Spirit. So um, uh, this hymn doesn't. This translation of the hymn doesn't help us, but um, the rest of it's quite good. So uh, the first stanza, um, unlike so many hymns for Pentecost, um, is really direct about what the Spirit uh, does and and why we would um, bother making Pentecost a festival. Um, not not because of tongues and many languages and all the other reasons we like to um, maybe invent for the day, um, or wearing red, um, which I'd like to do. Um, but that that faith is actually given. So we, it's of course a prayer, obviously, and we ask for faith. And the, the hymn says, most needed um, on our way, um, because it's the gift that guides us now. Uh, it says this, guide us, defend us um, now and when life is ending. Um, so uh, 
this is this is absolutely most given or most needed and um and it goes back a little bit to what we were talking about um, a couple of weeks ago with when, when you don't have the spirit, you realize <laughs> this, is, this is most needed. Uh, so if you, if you don't believe this hymn, go back and uh, listen to how, how the disciples are uh, flailing about when Jesus says, I'm no longer going to be with you. <laughs> uh, but that's stanza one. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the other thing we can say historically about this hymn is just the way each stanza concludes. Um, with Lord have mercy, which is a little bit odd uh, for Pentecost. Again, you feel like you're almost in Lent, uh, but but it's not. It's not just um, running out of ideas and picking up words of the Kyrie, but it's the structure of the the medieval um, German uh, Lyse, um, which concludes the same way each time. And so uh, we have Lord have mercy at the end of this, um, which in a way also I think is is saying without the Spirit. Um, we're really left begging <laughs> for mercy. I mean, this prayer is is not a acute acute thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so when we're talking about mercy, it's not just kind of like you know, be a little nicer to right. us. Uh, it is um, uh, um, God, do what you promised. Uh, and if Jesus is the mercy of God, now here is the Spirit saying, um, "Here is your mercy. I'm connecting you to Christ. I'm giving you His Word." Um, especially as you said in that first verse, when life is ending, right? Yeah. Uh, that uh, that there is life even when this life is is ending. Uh, and that's always what we're asking for mercy for, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like my life is at an end. Please be uh, gracious and merciful to me. That's what we're actually mm-hmm. praying to the Spirit for, uh, is to, to say, yes, be what you promised. Mm-hmm. Be that for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, the the rest of the stanzas, you know, it's interesting this week just in terms of the scripture reading, we we run back to what we heard the second Sunday of Easter and um in this way I think it's it's worth um saving certain hymns for this week because you get um Christ's peace yet again and and then of course um uh if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven. Um and and this is what the spirit <laughs> actually exists to do do as well and 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 Christ is quite clear about this and it's nice that the hymn is as well. So then we get into um let's say uh stanza 3 when when the spirit comes then we have uh our our courage and hope no longer falters. Um but the hymn is honest in saying the foe's going to taunt and assail. <laughs> um <laughs> even in the midst of that um the promise that Christ gives and says um is this really good? Um, <laughs> did God really say? However, you, however you want to put it, and um, of course, we can say in the context of this week's uh, scripture reading, um, the peace of Christ transcends all of this. When the Spirit comes and says, "In the name of Christ, your sins are forgiven," mm-hmm. um, that that is the the courage and the comfort when when the foe comes to attack. So I think there's. There's um, there's a nice connection there for this hymn this week, where where it doesn't necessarily fit as well, even though I still think you should sing the hymn um, around acts, right, and tongues and all this kind of thing. Um, what do you do with that? But this particular gospel reading um, gives you a nice window into what this hymn is 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 trying to say. It's that second line in the in the third stanza that um, that always just sticks in my ear. Um, 
help us neither scorn nor death to heed. Sure. Like uh, 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 scorn is going to come and you're just going to say, uh, I have nothing to listen right, to you for, right? right. <laughs> uh, death is saying, I'm knocking on your door, and you say, uh, death, you have nothing to say to me any longer, sure. right? Uh, that's what happens with the Spirit's promise. Uh, and I just I just love that. Like, you can now turn to scorn and death and say, be gone, you. Uh, sure. I heed you not. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. That's a... It's... We don't speak that way, but it's so nice to sing that way in yeah, this hymn. Exactly. It really is. So, yeah, the, the fourth stanza then, um, I think, uh, is interesting. Again, I, it's it's almost saying the same thing the first stanza did, but in a, in a, in a different twist. Um, if the Spirit is to come and give faith and to, and to point to Christ and give Christ, um, then it actually asks again, shine in our hearts, O Spirit, that we, Jesus Christ, may know aright. Well, what is it to know Christ aright other than to know what Christ has done, right? His exactly. suffering, his death, his resurrection. And so then, um, in, in all circumstances, in the death, in death, exactly what you're talking about, we can cling to Christ whose promise then carries us um, through the difficulties of the world to what the hymn says, it says to our true homeland. We can we can think of that, of course, as, as heaven, and, uh, and that's fine. But the hymn says to our who to our true homeland has brought us. It's already been done, right? Uh, um, Christ has brought you there now, um, and where and and then finally, this is where um, the peace of Christ and the forgiveness of sins are just known forever, right? Um, which is a nice, I think, again, connection to this week's reading, um, what it is to be in your true true homeland, but just to hear this. <laughs> exactly. So um, there's, uh, gosh, it's just such a great hymn. You, you, great you, hymn. you have to sing it. And, and uh, I've heard this, the nice thing is you have some options. So if you don't know it, you can, you can hear this um, or play it as a musician in a way that's, that's slower. Um, now to the Holy Spirit. It functions as a prayer in that way, almost reflective. But um, there, there is, um, of course, as with many of these um, Luther hymns and Lutheran hymns, not just by Luther, but around from Luther's time, these chorales um, can can have a little bit of a kick to it also, um, that there is some joy in knowing uh, this spirit. Um and, and the tempo could reflect that. Now to the Holy Spirit, let us pray. I was struck, um, this was a number of years ago now, when we had a hymn festival for Reformation, and um, the youth choir sang stanza one of this particular hymn. And um, what how appropriate it was to have um, really children, they were middle school students mostly, singing um, guide us and defend us when life is ending, that this promise, you can sing this now, and it's something that you can actually take with you through life. Um, there, that's how the hymn can actually work, right? Um, don't reserve it simply for those who are 60 plus and think uh, it's really for you um, as you prepare now to meet the Lord. <laughs> no, the, this is for, for all of life um, and, and words worth singing. Right. No, that's exactly what it is. It is to know Christ aright as mercy. And this hymn is saying that over and over again. Yeah. Um, in terms of other things you might consider away from uh, Pentecost, maybe, um, you could run back. And it's actually great. It's one we didn't 
really talk about on Easter too, but peace to soothe our bitter woes, which appears in the Easter section, um, but that that not only gives peace, but then the the um, the promise really of forgiveness later in the second stanza. Um, peace to soothe our bitter woes. That's the LW three eighty one. It appears other places. The other one that. Um, um, has some helpful things, I think, to say and sing about the Spirit, this Creator Spirit, Heavenly Dove, ELW 577 or 578. It's a chorale, but it's based on an ancient um, uh, plain song of the church, and you can actually alternate between these, cantor, congregation. Um, so another one that Luther found or, or, or um, the, in the Reformation we found to be useful and took it and said, yeah, we'll take that melody, square it off, and... Um, and so there's some options there. So anyway, these are all uh, excellent options for, uh, for Pentecost. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.